Welcome back, Giants fans. So just when you think it can't get any worse, the Giants found a way to always make it worse. This was just, it was like we expected them to lose, but like this was a different level of what we expected. It was, it was that bad. So the Giants came in as like six and a half point underdogs, figured it'd be like a close game, a 17-10 type game. But no, the final score was 29-3. to Giants lose to the Chicago Bears, a team that honestly is not good. Their head coach, Matt Nagy's job is basically on the line. Good chance he's fired, so that's, you know, not really a good coach on their side. Our coach, we'll get to him later, not much better, probably worse. We'll get to Joe Judge, of course, but I'm just saying the Chicago Bears are not a good football team. And for them to take care of us that easily was embarrassing. You knew when it was 14-0, the game was over. The first play of the game pretty much summed up the entire Giants season. There was an unblocked man. Mike Glennon fumbles the ball. Bears recover, almost score on that play. They scored the next play with the David Montgomery goal line touchdown. So just another pathetic, typical Giants performance. If you did not watch this game, credit to you. I don't have the willpower to not watch my teams. I still watch every Giants game, every Nets game when they suck. It's just how I am. It's, you know, unfortunate that it's the case. But for those of you who got to miss this game, congrats. And now you get to listen to me rant about how bad this game was and how our head coach is just a moron at this point, and I can't stand them. So we'll get to all that. Hopefully you guys enjoy. Leave a like. It would help out a lot. And let's get into it. So we'll start with the offense as we always do. The Giants had 151 total yards. You're like, okay, that's not good, but... You know, it can't be that bad, right? Then you look at the passing yards. Now, this is something that if you haven't heard about the Giants passing yard situation, just listen closely because it's very, it's like you're not going to believe it. The Giants in 2022, you know, the modern day NFL where it's a very passing heavy league, you know, Joe Burrows had almost a thousand yards the past two games, you know, this the same league that that guy plays in. The Giants had negative 10 passing yards today, negative 10 which I think was their lowest total as a team since like the 40s. It was the lowest team total of passing yards since 2009, I believe. I have it written down here. So the Giants, negative 10 passing yards. They're the first team to finish with negative passing yards in a game since 2009. It's embarrassing. It's clearly embarrassing. Now, I don't want to give the front office too much crap over a backup quarterback. There's a lot more I can really... There are much more serious issues with the Giants front office other than the backup quarterback situation, going back to Saquon, Daniel Jones, Nate Solder, Golden Tate. There's a lot bigger issues than the backup quarterback situation. But how do the Giants let Colt McCoy walk, a guy that's a pretty competent backup. He can step in and win games. He beat the Seattle Seahawks last year. He kind of kept the Giants competitive in that Browns game last year when Daniel Jones was out. I think he's 2-1 and one with the uh, Cardinals this year. So the guy's kind of not like a winner, but the guy can win you football games. How do you go and evaluate Mike Lennon and go, that guy's better than what we have with Colt McCoy? That's the part I don't get. So once again, I'm not going to give the Giants for an office too much crap over a backup quarterback, but they also knew coming into this year that Daniel Jones has injuries. He had an injury his rookie year with the ankle um, injury. Last year had the hamstring and foot issue, I believe. So there was enough signs to realize Daniel Jones may not make it through an entire season, especially adding the extra game. So they decided to go from Colt McCoy, who is better than Mike Glennon, to Mike Glennon. Now, Glennon for the Jaguars last year was not that bad, but we know who Glennon is. He's had a track record of playing for the last like seven, eight years. He's not that good of a quarterback. So when you go from Colt McCoy 
McCoy to Mike Glennon, you better be confident you're making an upgrade. And the Giants signed Glennon. Colt McCoy signs for less money with the Cardinals. The Cardinals got the much better end of that deal, of course. It's not really a deal, but they get the better quarterback for less money. So once again, I don't want to sit here and kind of just dread on the backup quarterback signing too much, but... It's just another mistake by the Giants front office, one of many. It's not even close to their biggest problem, of course. There's much bigger issues with the Giants front office, but that's another one that adds to why this football team is so bad. So that's the quarterback situation. Mike Glennon had the lowest quarterback rating of anyone this season with at least 10 passing attempts. He had a 5.3 quarterback rating. So I think quarterback ratings go up to like 144. 146 might be a perfect one. I don't know, but they go up very high, and this guy had a 5.3. So Mike Glennon was beyond horrendous. I guess that says a lot about Jake Fromm if he can't start over this guy. So I feel bad for Jake Fromm too, but Mike Glennon's not it. Um, he'll probably be out of the NFL after this. So it was nice knowing you, Mike Glennon, but. Um, just once again, the Giants definitely botched the evaluation of the backup quarterback spot this year, and now they're in a situation where Daniel Jones is out, and they had to replace him with this guy who's not good, so that sucks, but that's not the only problem. So the Giants offense has been held to under 13 points in six of their past seven games. I believe the one time they scored over 13 was the game against the LA Chargers, where most of that was garbage time. They put up 21, I believe, in that game. And probably 14 of that was garbage time points in the fourth quarter, so that wasn't too impressive itself. But yeah, this, this offense has been very unwatchable now for a solid two months. So it's not even two months, two years. What am I saying? It's been like, unwatchable for two years, ever since 2020 started with Jason Garrett taking over and making Daniel Jones the ultra-conservative quarterback we know today. It's just ever since 2020 started, this offense has been very bad, but now it's just completely inept and probably the worst offense in football, maybe minus the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that's that's how bad the Giants are now. It's like the Giants at one point this year were like a bottom 10 team, maybe bottom 5 team, but now they're a bottom 2 team. Like the Giants are on the level with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I actually would like to see a Giants-Jaguars matchup in Week 18 rather than playing Washington, who's probably going to beat us anyway. I would rather see the Giants play the Jacksonville Jaguars because I feel like that game might be kind of entertaining because they're kind of equally bad. But I still feel like we might lose to Jacksonville. The Giants might be the worst team in football right now. You can make the argument. So it's gotten bad here for sure. Um, the first offensive play was a strip sack. I went over that. It's one of those plays where you have five offensive linemen blocking. It was an empty set, so there was no running back, no fullback. There was like four receivers maybe. So you had the – or five receivers maybe. So you had five receivers. You had the five offensive linemen. You had the quarterback. There were six pass rushers, five offensive linemen. Obviously, uh, obviously someone's going to be unblocked. Mike Glennon, who's been in the league now for a long time, did not identify that. He goes back to pass. He's looking to his left. Someone comes off the edge. I think Travis Gibson it was. Hits him. Strip sack. First play of the game. Bears get the ball on our like two yard line to start the game so that was very ugly of course one of the many problems we saw in this game but Mike Glennon has to identify that as a veteran quarterback hey I have five offensive linemen and there's six guys that are going to rush the passer what do I do get the ball out quickly you can't hold on to the ball and be like completely oblivious to the pass rush coming right at you you can't have that of course we've seen that with Daniel Jones plenty of times I get it but it doesn't mean it's right so <sighs> Angram and Sills, David Sills was called up. They led the team with 12 receiving yards. That's not a typo. Each guy had one catch for 12 yards that led the team. Kenny Galladay had zeros everywhere. It was basically just like he was getting cardio in. He wasn't doing much today. So Kenny Galladay with zero catches, zero yards. 
Um, obviously, no Kadarius Tony today. Another injury for him. That's another guy I have to worry about now. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say Kadarius Tony's a bust, but like the amount of injuries he's had his first year is very concerning. I must say. So hopefully, year two is a lot better for the kid. But it was not a good rookie season. I doubt he plays next week. There's like, what's the point? So, yeah, hopefully it's a much better year two for him. Um, here's a positive. Saquon Barkley had over 100 yards on the ground and averaged 4.9 yards per carry. So that was, you know, pretty impressive for uh, for Saquon Barkley. I don't know what his future is for the Giants here. If he could be traded, of course, we'll find out. But he had 21 for 102 on the ground. No touchdown, no receptions, only had one target. So that's another problem I have. You have Saquon Barkley, who we know is like a dual threat running back, but they can't get him involved in, in the receiving game. So that was like another part where I was not too happy about that. But at least he ran the ball well on the ground for once. We'll take that. And it wasn't, wasn't one. It was not one of those typical Saquon Barkley games where it was like one run for 60 yards and the rest of it was like 20 carries for 40 yards it was actually like consistently three yards five yards eight yards it was a good game for Saquon so you know we finally got to see that that's the good news of course if he's a part of the future of this team here is another issue this goes back to the coach Joe Judge so there was a very bad special teams mishap mistake so you know how the rule is when there's a kickoff if the ball lands in the end zone, it's a touchback. That's it. So Farrow Cooper, who the Giants is the Giants' return man now, the ball goes over his head. Now the ball, you know, I, I don't want to completely blame him because the ball took a weird bounce. But the ball, let's say this is the end zone right here. The ball had a weird bounce and it bounced back forward and not back into the end zone. So Farrow Cooper was not expecting it. But anyway, the ball is sitting on the two-yard line. Then he realizes, oh crap, I got to get the ball. This is not a touchback. So Farrow Cooper has to go back and get the football with the Bears, you know, kick team, special teams coming at him. And he gets stopped on like the five-yard line. So just another special team's terrible mishap by the Giants right there and it's sad because our head coach was once a special teams coach for the New England Patriots as you guys know so in that situation you have to catch the damn ball and return it it wasn't deep enough in the end zone for you to let the ball go over your head like you have to be a hundred percent sure that ball is landing in the end zone and Farrell Cooper was not 100% sure, obviously. The ball landed on the two-yard line. It kind of trickled back in bounds. It did not touch the end zone, so the Giants had to return the football. It's like on the level of, of uh, Bobby Rainey in that playoff game, the last Giants playoff game in 2016, when Bobby Rainey caught the kickoff and ran out of bounds at the four-yard line. Like that, It was that level of bad. So another terrible special teams play by the Giants and their special teams head coach that should have a good special teams, but we don't. So another mistake there. And I believe on that same drive, they got safety. That could be wrong, but the Giants did get safety at one point. It might have been that same drive. I think the way it went was basically Farrell Cooper has a terrible special teams mishap. The Giants take over on like their own four-yard line. So, of course, you know, it should be take over on your own 25-yard line. But knowing the Giants, you know, they start at their own four-yard line instead because they have no idea how to do anything right. So they take over on their own four-yard line. I believe the first play was a running play that lost like two yards. Then they get a false start. So they're on their two, they're on their uh, own two-yard line. You cannot have a false start in that situation because you're already backed up into your own end zone. Of course, they get a false start. They push them back to the one-yard line. Then Devontae Booker, next play, gets safety. It wasn't called a safety on the field. They called it down to one. Then, of course, Matt Nagy and the Bears challenged that play. It was called a safety. The entire ball was not out of the end zone. It was called a safety. Bears went up 19-3 after that. So that pretty much put the game away, as we know. So another terrible 
situation there for the Giants, a sequence of events that just sums up Giants football very nicely how, you know, you can't return a kickoff correctly, you're on your own two-yard line, you get a false start, put yourself back another half, you know, another yard, half yard, get yourself a, a safety, right? It's just typical Giants football. It's disgusting. It's it's embarrassing to watch at this point. So, but who's surprised at this point, honestly? So, they let up a sack in the funniest way ever. I'll try to explain my way through this one. So it'd be a lot easier to show with the replay, but with copyrights and all that, I probably can't even get the replay anyway, so it's it's whatever. But there was a play where basically the Giants offensive line shifted to the right, right? So they kind of like the left tackle went to his right, you know, left guard went to the right, and it left the, the right defensive end just pretty much unblocked. So I don't understand what was happening here. So... Basically, I think it was a Mike Glennon rollout to his right. You have the offensive line shifting to the right. And the center, the center goes over to block Andrew Thomas's guy on the left side. So that's the part where I was confused. Like, you're going to make your center go all the way out to the left tackle spot and basically try and block Robert Quinn, who's a guy with 18 sacks this year, probably has more sacks than the whole Giants team. So you're going to make your center go all the way out and block a guy who is playing defensive end. That's like, it's coaching. Like, that's a coaching issue. Like, what what kind of formation, what kind of scheme are we running here where the center has to go out and block a defensive end on a passing play? It was like a typical drop back type play, I believe. So, like, it's another one where it's just like, what the hell is going on? Like, that's a coaching issue. You're going to have your center get out of his stance and meet the defensive end and somehow get there before he sacks your quarterback, which obviously did not happen. They got sacked, so... It's just like, I can't even say the Giants are like a team that's coached well and doesn't have the talent. They don't have the talent and they're not coached well. It's like, I can't say anything good about this team. It's like, they're so bad at just about everything. And you can't even block the right guys on the offensive line. I went over the first play of the game when they had six pass rushers and five offensive linemen. And Mike Lennon, a veteran quarterback who's now over 30 years old, can't identify that and gets sacked and loses the ball. First play of the game. You have a play where your center is guarding or, or is supposed to block the left tackles guy. Like, how does that stuff make sense? Right? I just, I just don't get what this team does. There's no identity. There's no culture. This team's terrible. It's terrible. All right. Defense. It wasn't horrendous. I mean, they held them in check in the run game. David Montgomery, the Bears running back, who I figured would kill us today, wasn't that bad. He had two touchdowns, but he was only 22 yard, 22 carries for 64 yards, only 2.9 per carry. But he did have the uh, two touchdowns, which helped his day for fantasy football, if you care. So there was that. I mean, the secondary wasn't awful. Andy Dalton did not have a tremendous day. It was mostly the Giants had way too many turnovers. I think I think they lost a turnover battle 4-2, to two, and the Bears had good field position, and the defense did a great job for Chicago. It was mostly our offense being terrible, and their defense having a good game. So, their leading receiver was Darnell Mooney, 7 catches, 69 yards. Andy Dalton was 18 of 35, which is not that good. 173 yards, one touchdown, one interception. And David Montgomery had an interception as well. The running back should have had a touchdown pass. It was a weird play. So they put Montgomery in like this wildcat formation. They leaked out the tight end commit. And he basically had a layup of a touchdown. But for some reason, he just underthrew it by a mile. And Tate Crowder had a free interception out of it. So the final score probably should have been 35 to 3. But luckily, um, their running back, David Montgomery, missed an easy touchdown throw. So, I mean, that definitely helped us out. But I wanted the score to get bad. So I was kind of disappointed that he did not make that touchdown happen. So I'm at a point now as a Giants fan where it's so sad. I want us to get blown out. Like, I think John Mara has to have that message sent that Joe Judge is not the right guy for this job. And it would help the 
case of getting Joe Judge fired more if we lost by 35 points as compared to like three or four points. You know what I mean? So when you want your head coach fired, you want to get blown out. And that's pretty much the situation I'm in right now. It sucks to root against your team, of course, but we're playing for nothing right now. Let's be honest. So all right, anyway, held the run game in check. The passing attack wasn't that great. There wasn't much pressure in this game. I think Austin Johnson had a couple pressures. That might have been it. I mean, Lorenzo Carter, I think, might have had a sack in this game as well. He's been pretty good lately, honestly. I talked about him last video, how Lorenzo Carter is now in a contract year. The Giants are in a tough situation of, do you let Lorenzo Carter walk or do you keep him? You know, he's been playing very well for the past two or three games. So Lorenzo Carter might be a guy, depending on the price tag, the Giants may want to keep him. We'll find out, of course, because... I went over this last week. If you missed last week's video, my concern is that Lorenzo Carter is, you know, coming off an Achilles injury from last year. He may have taken a while to get fully healthy. Now he might be fully healthy and playing very well. So if this is now Lorenzo Carter at full strength, I don't want to miss out on him if he goes to a different team and starts playing at this level for a different team because that would be a bad luck for the Giants. So... I don't know. Do you let Lorenzo Carter walk? Do you keep him? I would rather keep him, but I don't want to pay him like $10 million per year either. So, I mean, it's it depends on the price tag, but I don't want to lose him right now because the guy's kind of coming into his own and he might be fully healthy now. So that's a concern, of course. So not much pressure there. You know, too much time to throw for Andy Dalton. Logan Ryan dropped a pair of interceptions. Typical. No surprise there. At least Logan Ryan's a good leader though, right? That's pretty much all he's got going for him. Jalen Smith actually led the Giants in tackles. So the former Cowboys linebacker, was supposed to be a top 10 pick, of course, before the injury in that last college game he played in. But Jalen Smith's interesting. He, at one point, was a very good Cowboy linebacker, and now he's playing here. He played a lot of snaps today, led the team in tackles, as I mentioned. So he could be a building block, but I'm not counting on it. It would not shock me if he was cut after this year either. So it's kind of like, we'll see. I have not sat down and watched the All-22 and, and noticed how great Jalen Smith is for an entire game. I just I just saw he showed up a couple times in this game today. So I don't know. We'll, we'll find out what he does in the future for this team if he stays now as for Joe Judge there's a lot to talk about here so Joe Judge in his second year as a Giants head coach I think his record now is like 9 and 23 or 9 and 24 it's bad so Joe Judge terrible record he got severely outcoached by Matt Nagy once again Matt Nagy's the coach of the Bears a guy that pretty much only has a game left in his coaching career for the Bears there's a good chance he's fired he's not known as a great head coach but Joe Judge somehow got severely outcoached by that guy. Matt Nagy was going for it on fourth downs in the right situations. They were getting it. And yeah, just Matt Nagy severely outcoached Joe Judge, which is no surprise, but it's also not the type of coach you want to be outcoached by. A guy that's pretty much a dead man walking for the Chicago Bears right now. So there was a special teams mistake. I went over that before. The Farrell Cooper play. That was terrible when you're a special teams, former special teams head coach, and you have crap like that happening. It does not reflect very well on you. And Joe Judge's press conference today had a lot of interesting quotes. So he spoke, he had basically had an 11-minute rant, according to beat reporters. And I think Art Stapleton said that he's never seen Joe Judge rant this much before. It looks like he's trying to actively save his job. You know, Joe Judge went on this 10, 11-minute rant of just saying how this organization's going in the right direction. Everything's going to be fine. You guys don't see what goes on behind the closed doors. Everything's moving in the right direction. He's trying to save his job so badly, which I get, which I get. But the, the sad part is John Mara is dumb enough to buy into this crap. He's going to see what Joe Judge is saying and go, you know what? He's right. This team is moving in the right direction. We have good culture. These guys are not quitting, although they kind of are. Some guys are half-assing it out there, if you haven't noticed. But, um... 
John Mayer is the type of guy to be like, you know what? Yeah, I, I can get behind that. He would keep Joe Judge based on the nonsense he's saying in his his post uh, his post game press conferences. And the worst Joe Judge quote I heard today was this. So yeah, this is the worst thing that Joe Judge said today. Basically, he went on to say there are players who left the Giants last year who tell Joe Judge they wish they were still with the Giants. There are players currently on the team who are set to be free agents who beg that they want to stay. I do not believe that for a second because, first of all, outside of Kyler Fackrell and Dalvin Tomlinson, who left his team that's like thriving somewhere or even like playing somewhere else? Like, there's not many guys. There's some practice squad guys, but outside of Fackrell and Dalvin Tomlinson, who is still playing in the NFL, like at a high level? Like, nobody. No one got like a nice contract. Nobody made that much money. Nobody's thriving elsewhere. It's Dalvin Tomlinson, Kyler Fackrell. That's two guys. So, there's two right there. And you're telling me that impending free agents on the Giants want to stay here so badly? Like, why? Like, what, what's so appealing about staying on a 4-12 football team where there's no end in sight? 2022 is a wash. There's no, there's no way the Giants are good next year unless they trade for a franchise quarterback. But, you know what I mean? Like, why would you want to stay here? <laughs> like, staying here next year is a waste of time for any player. Maybe they love the area. Maybe they love New York. Maybe they love the people, the fans. MetLife Stadium, which I don't believe, but maybe, maybe there's something like that. But Joe Judge wants us to believe the fans, and he wants John Mara, which he probably would believe, that there are players that are currently on this team that beg not to leave the Giants. Are you kidding me? Like, come on. And I think the only reason they're begging is because the guys that are impending free agents probably aren't good enough to get big contracts elsewhere. Like, who's going to be a free agent on this team? Evan Engram? I'm sure a lot of people would love to have Evan Engram, right? I'm sure that's possible. Lorenzo Carter? I mean, you know, I just talked about him, but he's not a guarantee. So it's not it's not like he's going to be offered uh, $15 million per year to play somewhere else. So, you know, there's not any great impending free agents on this team. So, like, who exactly is he talking about? The only guy I can really see, like, wanting to stay with this team is Evan Engram. He was a guy taken in the first round here and him and Joe Judge have a relationship we've gone over that before but I just fear that Joe Judge is blatantly lying at this point just to save his job which like once again I get I don't completely blame you for that but like not much of what he's saying is believable and he went on this rant and is saying everything to, to save his job he's using the culture excuse there's better culture here the guys are not quitting on us no one's planning vacation I mean Joe Judge had some stupid quote of like you don't see guys with golf clubs in front of their lockers like what what are you trying to say like just stop you know he's, he's trying everything in the book and unfortunately for us Giants fans our owner is bad enough where he would probably listen to this stuff and go, you know what, Joe Judge is right. I'll keep him for another year. Like, why would you keep him? At this point, why? Like, I, I voiced my opinion on this many times, but you're delaying the inevitable. I say it over and over again, delaying the inevitable. Because I'm telling you right now, unless the Giants trade for a franchise quarterback, 2022 next season is not going to go very well. It's a four, five, six win season once again. You can't make much improvements here. There's a lot of guys on big ass contracts. Um, you have draft picks, but those guys are rookies. Like, where are we getting this great production from? You're expecting Kenny Galladay, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, Kadarius Tony to all stay healthy next year. Like, what are the chances of that happening? You know what I mean? There are There's a much higher probability that the Giants are not a good football team next year as compared to a good football team. So the Giants probably stink next year. 
Then Joe Judge at that point has three bad seasons in a row. Then what do you do? You keep him for a fourth season now? Like, no, he's going to be fired after next year. So in my opinion, you just do it now, rip the Band-Aid off, get it over with, right? I don't care if you fire another head coach in two years. It doesn't bother me because I know it's the right decision to make. But it also makes sense because as we know, the Giants are getting a new GM this year, like the Giants are firing Dave Gettleman on January 10th, 2022, most likely, and we're getting a new GM. And then that's, you know, why not get a new GM and a new head coach? Why why make the new GM stick with Joe Judge, who is just not a good head coach? Like, as I mentioned before, it, it makes the Giants GM job a lot more unattractive when you tell the GM you have to stick with Joe Judge. It's like no one wants to work with Joe Judge. I, I don't see why a GM would want to do that. So... Other than some GM that just wants the job desperately like Dave Gettleman did back in 2018, I don't see why a GM would take this job to work with Joe Judge, to keep Daniel Jones. Like, that's not very appealing. That's not what I want. Like, if I were a GM candidate, I would not want to have that on my resume. I don't want to keep those guys. Like, that's just how I feel. So, I can't imagine that any GM candidate out there that's a good one wants to keep Joe Judge. I just, I don't get that part. So, as I'm saying, just... Rip it all off, rip the band-aid off now, and start fresh. This Giants organization needs a complete rebuild. The scouts got to go. You know, John Mayer's brothers got to go. Like, everyone's got to go. Kevin Abrams, I'm done. Like, th this organization is just fundamentally broken in every way possible at this point. I don't even know how to save the Giants anymore. I have no idea. Like, I, I just don't know what to do. I'm sitting here as a fan, and, like, I have no idea how this team's ever going to be good again because I just don't know where to start. Like, there are so many things wrong with this football team. Yes, we have draft picks this year, five picks in the top 100, two top 10 picks. That's great, but, like, I still don't have confidence that's going to fix anything. It might work over time by 2025 or something like that, but... I just don't know how this team gets much better in the immediate future. That's I just don't see it happening. So it's a sad reality as Giants fans. That's what we have to deal with right now. But I, I just, I don't know. I just don't see this being a quick fix. They have to hit on their draft picks, hire the right GM first off. That's the biggest part is hire the right GM, which I don't know if they'll do that. And then hit on draft picks and build the team the right way. And by that point, it's going to be two or three years before they're good again. So that's just the sad reality. So this is like the darkest days for the Giants in a long time, uh, obviously since like the 70s. So I get it. And it's it's awful. So it is what it is. I don't see this team being great next year. So I don't know. And Joe Judge, I mean, I've seen enough. He, he's a guy that's literally just lying at this point to keep his job. Like if John Merrick can't see it, then he's a lost cause. I don't know what to say. So we'll find out what happens. The first week of the offseason for us, which is, once again, the week of January 10th to January 17th, I guess it is. So we'll find out during that week what happens. Um, there's one game left. Thank God. It's almost over, guys. I've, I've been wanting this over for a few weeks now. But they play the Washington football team. The Giants are home next week. And as I've said, I've not been to many Giants games. The last Giants game I went to was uh, Josh Norman fighting Odell Beckham in 2015. It was a long time ago. But... I kind of want to go to the last game of the season just to like kind of stir the pot, if that makes sense, and just start these fire Joe Judge chants and maybe some other stuff. Like if the fan base is really rowdy and gets some chants going, there's a chance it influences John Mara enough to make the big changes we want. So can it result in nothing? Sure. But I feel like if the fans are that loud and starting a bunch of chants, there's a chance maybe it forces John Mara's hand and you know, he finally fires Joe Judge and, and makes the right decisions and makes an outside hire for GM, but who knows? Anyway, that'll do it. 
one left. The Giants are now 4-12. Good draft pick, at least. I saw that the Chicago Bears, of course, they won today. No surprise. So I don't think there were many teams around Chicago in terms of win totals. I don't think the Bears like moved up very much. So I think that's okay. I think the best outcome for us Giants fans was to have the Giants lose today. So I think we got that accomplished, of course. So I don't know. We'll find out what the final draft picks are next week. Anyway, that'll do it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this video, and I'll talk to you guys next time.